0: it's now time for on the line with cheryl wilkerson the conversation will range from local dialogue to international this show is meant to enlighten inform and to inspire on the line with cheryl wilkerson begins now
1: Hello and welcome to On The Line. I'm your host Cheryl Wilkerson. Thank you for your audience on this Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. You can meet us here every week. My guest today is the actual general manager of this wonderful radio station, WNSB. His name is Maynard Scales. Welcome. What's happening, Cheryl? How are you? How are you doing? Excellent. What's going on? So I dragged you in here because I want to bounce some topics off of you and get your reaction because you always have such good reactions, sometimes a different viewpoint than other people, and I thought it would be great for people to listen to
0: some differences. that good? I think what you just said is that, when you say things, I usually take an angry approach about things. I like,
1: didn't say angry; I said old, different.
0: I'm a old crotchety man. Oh, you
1: sound mean? like my brother. He says he's an old grumpy man all the old time.
0: Grumpy
1: guy. <laughs> all right. So the first topic is Kevin McCarthy. Of course, last weekend it took what 15 votes for him to be installed as Speaker right, of the House. Right. So was the real deal for them to go through this and really for them to nominate Donald Trump to be the Speaker of the House, and then you know he's in line to be the president. Should anything happen? What was that? the real deal or were were the no. and do you feel that those Republicans that held up the vote do you feel like they kept America hostage I,
0: I, no first let me let me answer the first question was the real deal um, nominating Donald Trump no the real deal was performing okay. the real deal is for the, those handful of people to do a tap dance and a whole show for their, uh, their districts back home as well as you know, former President Donald Trump. They wanted to be able to show that they can um, be disruptive and t- break things and uh, that they, uh, they're they going to put their finger in the eye of, of, of the swamp and the people who make the rules and we don't have to take it and we're going to fight and we're going to be angry. And two, were they holding the American people hostage? I mean, no bills
1: were getting passed. You know, there were... Committees, uh, bills defense don't, committees bills don't often get
0: past that.
1: that had no leader. You know, I mean, bills don't often get passed. So you didn't feel like it was a no. big deal for the average American? I
0: think it was, I think it was, I think that for the average American, no. Like, you know. It doesn't really it didn't really hurt anything. It was embarrassing Kevin McCarthy. That's one of the most important things that they wanted to do.
1: Do you feel like uh, Hakeem Jeffries is what we want him to be? I've heard several people say about him, all skin folk ain't kin folk. And if they go back and they see some of the people that he's partnered with in the past and some of the policies that that they've come up with, they're not completely convinced that Hakeem Jeffries is on our side. That's the black side. I mean,
0: um, you know, I would I would tend to disagree with that. And and I would say this: It's not that I necessarily agree with everything he's done or not done. It's that I think that if you're not there, then you don't understand what some of the things that are occurring mm-hmm. and how some of these deals get cut and and why. And we just hear the four or five seconds of. This deal does this. Now, in any of those deals that they cut, you can find things mm. in it that are objectionable. Like, Correct. I don't yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes when you play spades, you have to cut over your, your partner because it's important to get this book. You feel like you understand what the other person's going to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You took a you took a bet that this is how this is going to turn out. And it turned out that you were wrong, but you were attempting to do the right thing. I think he's an honorable dude, and I think that he wants the best.
1: Hopefully this discussion will lead you to look more into Hakeem Jeffries and his background and see what you think personally, because he's here to serve us all people. So hopefully that'll take you in that direction. Do you think we need more political parties? Do you think we need a labor party? Do you think we need a women's party? Do you think we need... uh, whatever you know in south africa and other places they'll have 12 18 parties we have two some people say
0: we have one (laughs) the money party let me say this no i i think we need to have more engagement in the parties from other voices i think a lot of people a lot of african-american people a lot of maybe hispanic people or a Mm -hmm. lot of maybe women people a lot of maybe gay people don't show up and um, that's not to say that we don't have wonderful um, black, gay, Puerto Rican women would have you mm-hmm. who are participating. But we need to continue and okay. increase tenfold our commitment and participation. Otherwise, we are ceding our power to the status quo.
1: All right. Well, I am changing topics on you right now. Damar Hamlin, the whole world now knows his name, correct? I was wondering how you think about guaranteed contracts in the nfl we know we have them with major league baseball i think we even have them with hockey we have them with the nba but not so much with football and then people always go to race and football and why don't we have these guaranteed contracts uh deshaun watson when he got that guaranteed money people almost lost their minds because he got so much in guaranteed money what are you thinking about that do you think that the owners now will change their ways or no
0: I don't think that the owners would change their ways. I think and and they uh, went out of their way to pat themselves on the back but to say that we are going to give him yes. his contract. Yes. Uh except that they were talking about paying him through the end of the year or the end of the season, mm-hmm. which there was only one additional game left. A and B if there if there are playoff games that he won't play in that they can still pay him for. We still not we're not it's not as if we're talking about a full season. We're talking Correct. about Correct. Yeah. A handful of games. I don't want to poo-poo the idea that the NFL may have stood up to do something that seems like, looks like, feels like it's right. But at the same time, I feel like it was an easy thing to it do. It was an easy it thing to ter- do. It wasn't like this was game three and they were going to pay him through game 17. This was game 16 and they're going to pay him game 17 and mm-hmm. maybe one or two other games if, they're, if the playoffs continue.
1: So what people don't realize, or maybe some people don't realize, is that uh, their medical... I don't think that's paid for. They have no insurance in the rookie year. The owners have it set up sweet. I'm telling you, it's sweet. In the NFL, it used to be considered a charity. How in the world can the NFL be considered a charity? Well, they changed that a few years ago. But still, if you look at the numbers, the owners are really running things and You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Washington had a few bad calls against it a couple of weeks ago. And I heard some people say those bad calls weren't against Washington. They were against Daniel Snyder because the owners have decided that they have to get rid of Daniel Snyder. He's too disruptive. Let's use that word. Do you believe that the owners would do something to that extent to get rid of him? Because clearly he is a problem.
0: No, I I don't believe so. Uh, Let's. You know you know Al Davis owned a, uh, a franchise for years <laughs> yes and um, <clears throat> he had been problematic in many ways um, and there have been other problematic owners um, or owners who have had uh, uh, stints of time where they were problematic Jerry Jones Jerry used to Jones. you know famously be a a uh, uh, a, a, a thorn in the side of the nfl um whether it was you know beverage contracts in his facility mm-hmm. or or what have you and so and they live with these things and they realize oh you know the washington commanders are one still however one of the um more um well-known franchises in the nfl um historically and it's one of the more valuable franchises in the NFL. And somebody, if they wanted to really get rid of them, they would go into their billionaire pockets and buy them out. And they're not going to do that. So, were you surprised Lovey Smith
1: was fired this week? No. Will we ever have a decent amount of black head coaches in the NFL?
0: You, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I think that. I think that we have a handful of um, talented coaches. I don't think that is. I don't think the the question is will we ever have the um, a a true representative number. I think the question should be, will black coaches ever have the luxury of being as mediocre as some of their white counterparts? Mm -hmm. There have been coaches who are uh, white coaches who can go four, five, six seasons without winning and it's okay. Uh, you Jeff Saturday, people lost their minds
1: when he was hired this season. Yeah. No NFL experience.
0: Well, no 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 coaching experience at the NFL, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um Uh I'm when I think of this I'm really thinking of like coaches like Marty Morningwig for who was with uh, and Steve Mariucci. Um uh, and Matt Millen, everything that was going on at that Detroit Lions um, uh, franchise for a bunch of years, where they just let bad coaching and poor performance live, while black coaches at other teams were having better seasons mm-hmm. and facing greater scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and it's it's really interesting. You know, if you get if you get arrested in uh, Norfolk. OK. And they treat you this way. hmm. We often get upset that somebody got arrested in Macon County, Georgia, and they got some different treatment. We have to recognize that they are different counties. We are different mm-hmm. places. And so these football teams are individual small companies that operate inside of this special club called the NFL. hmm each team has its own owner each team has its own hr department each team has its own vp of this general and manager. president of that mm-hmm. and general manager of, of the other and so it's and the, all these individuals make their own decisions so the raiders can make a decision that they're going to do this and the falcons can make a decision that they'll do that that if a coach wins you know nine games this season he gets a bonus at this particular team. Right. Mm-hmm. If a coach wins 17 games and goes undefeated, but doesn't get along with the owner, he gets fired, and that can happen. Mm-hmm. So we understand that these these corporations run their own businesses, but it's the scrutiny of the writers, of the the ESPN analysts, and the Fox Sports analysts, and the Newspaper guys and the Sports Illustrated people and the blah, blah, blah that goes into whether or not a coach is going to get uh, is going to get a new contract or get fired, get a raise or what have you. Um, those pieces are a critical part to okay. how this works. And okay. so it's a shame that certain coaches get praise heaped on them and certain other coaches don't get the praise um And their performance is similar, but the outcomes of their employment may very well be totally different. And a lot of that is fueled by how the press reacts to these people.
1: Speaking with Maynard Scales, he's the general manager here at WNSB. And I'll let you get a word or two in about Dion and how you feel about that whole thing and going to Colorado and. I think you said this morning that um, Jackson State is will always be in his heart or something like that.
0: Um, more you, good than bad, or you know, I think it's I think it is it's the case of it is what it is. You know, um, I don't begrudge Dion for wanting to make more money or be in a bigger a bigger place. Um, I think that there are issues with how you got there, right. Okay um you know he put on there was a big to do yes about coming to jackson state and coming to the SWAC and coming to an hbcu and there, it was a lot of show a lot of sizzle and a lot of um attention grabbing headlines that he um Generated and that's good mm-hmm. in some ways. We would love to have HBCUs show up and 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 be spotlighted. That's fine. Uh, it did send a signal that there was some level of commitment mm-hmm. that he would have. Okay. That turns out that he didn't have that level of commitment. Now the challenge is that level of a commitment that we anticipated was mm-hmm. something that we anticipated. True. So at you're some right. point, you're right. At some point, that sounds like a you problem and not a Dion problem. Got you. I got you. But I I will say, it still does feel a little bit like the Okie Dope. Okay. So um, all right. But you know, salute and congratulations to him. I hope that he he um, is wildly successful at Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we can say is he he ain't swag.
1: He ain't swag read a story this week, and it alarmed me, Maynard. It alarmed me. For the first time in 15 years, the American Academy of Pediatrics released new guidelines for treating childhood obesity. All right, so they said it can be fixed. It won't be simple, but we need intensive behavioral and lifestyle changes to fight the fat, right, with our children. But it went further, and it also included recommendations for anti-obesity medications and surgery for the first time. So our children are now being recommended for pills and surgery. And I'm going to tell you that since the 1980s, obesity rates have tripled in children. Is it okay that now we are looking at children that might need surgery or pills because of their weight? is Are we, as parents, as grown-ups, are we doing right by our children?
0: No, we're not. Um, but why not? Why not? So, you know, I think so much of it is the trappings of success. You know, um, I grew up on a block where, you know, it was a, a working-class family community, and there were Seven, eight, nine. There were on my on my block. There were ten of us. Right. Yep. Right. yeah And I don't mean my parents didn't have ten, but there were ten kids my age, mm-hmm. and then uh, older than me by two years, there were ten kids who were ten, who were two years older than me, and then younger than me, there were ten kids that were two years younger than me. So what what that meant is I always had somewhere between fifteen and twenty playmates, if you will. Correct. Uh hey, we're going to play basketball. Mm-hmm. There were 10 of us. Mm-hmm. We played five-on-five basketball. We're going to play football. There was, you know, there are 30 kids in this kind of this age group, this collective. Um, boys and girls as well, right? So some of, some, you know, not all of them were boys. Um, but, you know, we wanted to play football. We would get out there. We would play eight-on-eight football. Um, but so what ha- What has happened is this the trappings of success when we um, decided that, Oh, this parent got that good job and mm-hmm. we could move away from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We moved into communities where these were communities that didn't that were not neighborhoods. Right. Meaning they were communities, yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't have neighbors anymore. You live next door to somebody, but you don't know them, nor did you knock on their door and say, Correct. hey, Uh, Is Tommy home.
1: Because you pulled up in the driveway, and you let the garage door up and down, and the car went in, and you never even spoke to him.
0: That's right. Now, um, in my neighborhood, you know, we had Saturdays at 1 o'clock. Saturdays at 1 o'clock, man, you opened your front door at 1 o'clock and looked outside to see who else was outside, and that's when we started to play. That's when we went up and down the street. We rode our bikes. We went to the little corner store. We went around the rec center. We And we were all um, from a common place, if you will. Um, But then when we moved, when we got those good jobs, when we moved to these other communities, when we got out there, we didn't know our neighbors. They had to, in fact, build things into these new neighborhoods to try to make us neighborly, like they built pools Mm -hmm. in the the neighborhood. They made these cul-de-sacs that made you kind of have to, you know, find your way through they have little um uh recreation centers kind of built into the neighborhood but the kids and the you know But what about the diet well we'll get there because the diet particularly for kids almost you know i'm not a doctor let me just right neither am i yeah but they almost shouldn't matter because if your kid is playing baseball and running in the street with the other kids and you know, swimming and riding their bike and then going up and playing the basketball games and the football games with the other kids and just being active. Mm -hmm. We already know that kids at a certain age, your metabolism is high. I couldn't I couldn't gain five pounds when I was 15, 16 years of age. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But I think we got to put the diet component in there, because like you said, when that metabolism slows down, we have to know how to take care of our bodies, whether we're 16 22 whatever we I don't know
0: I would hope that the diets are can get corrected but I do remember being able to eat some potato chips and candy and having a, a sandwich and, and, and I think those formulas have changed well I was we were able to do a lot of things but provided that we were able also able to burn off those things it wasn't that detrimental I those I don't um advocate That you sit around and drink a three liter soda and eat Big Macs all day. I I certainly Mm -hmm. hope that people have balanced diets and that they watch their calorie, cholesterol, sodium and sugar intake and any other harmful things. But I think the main thing is, can we get our children back to going outdoors and participating in organic play with other children what we've what we've gotten ourselves into is that if we don't have our kids enrolled in um, a travel baseball team or aau this or some other whatever it may be the, the kids don't learn how to go out and just do it for themselves and, yep. ju- and then just do it for themselves and they would rather they're having
1: fun you're making lifelong Friendships. Right. It's just a different vibe. All right, let's change now. Earlier this week the Golden Globes were awarded. Now Mm -hmm. I know you're not big on award shows, but Mm -hmm. I just wanna run this past you. Gerard Carmichael was the host. He immediately tackled the elephant in the room at the start of the show. Mm -hmm. It was back on NBC for the first time in two years. And he says, I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm here because I'm black. I'll tell you what's been going on. This show, the Golden Globes Awards, did not air last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I won't say was a racist organization, but they didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died. So do with that information what you will. I'll tell you how I got here. And he goes on to say he was in this moral dilemma about do I do this or not because I feel like I'm being used because I'm black. But maybe I can do so good, some good. So he goes to his home girl Avery, and he tells her, you know, they want me to host the Golden Globes, Globes. And she says, oh, I'm so proud of you. And she goes on. She says, well, how much are they paying you? He says, well, it's not about the money. It's about the moral question. She said, how much are they paying you? $500,000. Boy, if you don't put on a good suit and take them white people money. And so is that our mentality, the money mentality? Is that where we are today? Did you see the show by any chance? I don't know. You probably I did. Didn't. not
0: watch the show, but I did watch a piece of um, uh, Gerard uh, Carmichael's, Carmichael's. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, monologue. And I did see the part where he said, you know, hey, I'm here because I'm black. And that uh, the person who was producing and directing Uh, A a black producer uh, reached out to him and asked him to do it. And a half a million dollars is a bag. Mm -hmm. Stephen Hill, Mm -hmm. who was once with BET. Mm A half a million dollars is a bag. That's, I mean, you know. And here's the beauty. It's not about doing it for the money, even though that's a lot of money. Right. But he was able to bring light to a circumstance or a situation and get the money. So he did both. Okay. got the money. Win-win. And he was able to, you know, speak his mind. And I think the minds of so many African-Americans and other marginalized populations that um, this is where we are in this scenario.
1: But is it going to change next year or in the next Probably 10 not. years? Probably okay. not.
0: But here's the thing.
1: And then we had so many black winners, Angela Bassett and Quinta Brunson and Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And Tyler James and yeah. Williams, et cetera. Here's the thing. We shouldn't worry about whether or not it's going to change. Okay. Proximity to whiteness is not acceptance mm-hmm correct proximity to whiteness the aid comfort and entertainment of the white world will never result in acceptance of the black form so why do we keep trying to get to we should get
1: that acceptance
0: Well, I think we should. I think we can understand that that being awarded something and acceptance aren't the same thing. Okay, that doesn't mean that Jesse Owens didn't kick them boys' butt when he won. Mm -hmm. He was awarded the gold medal because he earned it. Correct. Angela Bassett earned. Quinta Brunson earned. Mm -hmm. So and so and so they earned. Whether someone accepts you is. Immaterial. It doesn't matter. It should not matter. It did not matter to Jesse Owens that Hitler was um, displeased that an African-American won. He said, I still, I won. That, 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 just end the sentence correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An yeah. African-American won. Whether Hitler likes it or not is not up. It, that doesn't matter. To but there Jesse are some Owens. that will say.
1: If you don't accept me, then you won't have me in certain positions where I can do the most good for humanity, for myself, for your organization. You, won't, you don't accept me, so you don't even look at me in that light. Because think about it. They're first for black people every day. The first one to do this, the first one to do that. There have been qualified people in the past, but they weren't ever given the opportunity. They weren't accepted.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a you problem. You problem. Meaning, you said if you don't accept me, that mm-hmm. is a the, whoever that you is that mm-hmm. you talk. That's mm-hmm. their problem. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm going to. But
1: in the meantime, I can be the greatest uh, right. neurologist in the world. But you don't accept me.
0: That's fine. I'm gonna shine I'm listen. Mm-hmm. Once you, once we realize that blackness is our superpower,
1: it is, most definitely. We're
0: gonna shine. Now, if you, some some other person, some other they or them have a dark cloud that they want to carry over, that's 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 their problem. I'm out here to shine. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to be the best and greatest black me, the greatest and best melanated little black boy mm-hmm. that I can ever be. Ida Burton is my grandmother. And she was a dark, complected, pretty black-skinned woman. And she said, boy, you go out here and you shine. And what is their problem is their problem. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I appreciate um, Gerard Carmichael going out and saying what he said and doing what he did. And I appreciate Angela Bassett and all those other um, black performers, all those gay performers, all those uh, female performers, all those people of color, all those marginalized people who are going to go out and succeed in the face of. Of all of the challenges, you win for winning, not for being accepted. Win because you're great and and, and let the rest be everyone else's problem.
1: Shamar Moore said he's going to be a daddy. He's 52 years old. He said the other day he's going to be a daddy.
0: Congratulations.
1: That's what you have to say?
0: Is he married?
1: Okay. Because Kiki Palmer said the same thing. And I saw you and you almost went ballistic.
0: Congratulations to them both. And are they are they married to the to their partners? Neither. This is not the way this is not the way Um, you're saying
1: something so very unpopular because now we just accept anything.
0: Okay, And we have six year old kids who who are shooting people in schools. We have we also we have children who are maladjusted for a world that is going to continue to challenge them. It's things happen. People get pregnant, we understand.
1: I I can't even accept that because when you drop your drawers, you know what's going to
0: happen, what can happen. Well, let me finish. We understand that, you know, these things can happen. There are going to be circumstances where some people are going to um, make decisions that will result in pregnancy, we understand that, or result in this, that, or a third thing. The circumstances just may be how life is lived for those people because their choices are limited, we get that. But when you have the luxury of all the choices, when you have at your disposal all of the information when you have at your disposal, all of the financial tools to deal with whatever life kind of may throw at you. And you continue to choose in this way, slightly less wise, if you will, I don't want to say that people are making dumb decisions, but if you, if you're not making the it's not the best decision for the child. If you're not making the most shrewd decisions, then you have to recognize that you're going to get some outcomes that you're probably more than likely going to be dissatisfied with.
1: Nick Cannon will make me lose my ever loving mind because while you want to go out here and have 12 children, how do you not take care of them, but how do you take care of them in the manner of this one has a school play and this one has a soccer game and this one is and they're all spread out. And these children want their parents there to see them. Their parents want them to tuck them in at night. And you just think that you can just go out here and make babies and there are no consequences. And I I, I have no patience for that.
0: Well, you know, I I agree. Um, You know, I've said this when I was, you know, on a part of the morning show. I say this to people I meet on a regular basis. First of all, the most important thing that any young woman can give Their child is a phenomenal father who loves them and is in the home. That's most important. Any father, the most important thing that they can give is their child, their last name, and their leadership and guidance. Those are the most important things, as well as their love, obviously. Um, And then what we have to do is learn that, you know, as a father, even if you are married to this woman and you have three children or four children, you can't be everywhere at once. You can't. That's going to happen. But if you can be the leader in your home and you can make um, and you can demonstrate what it is to be a person who stands upright and has respect in his and her community, then um, you're doing all the right things. And but if this relationship Mm -hmm. is broken, um, if this relationship is uh, something of ridicule on um, television and in the newspapers and and if you're living in in a fashion Uh, where your children's upbringing, uh, your relationship with your uh, significant other is uh, somehow publicized on a regular basis, you're failing your child.
1: And and I called out Nick Cannon, but I should call out the women as well, because it's the women's bodies. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Maynard Scales, thank you for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to get back in here with you. You know, call me anytime. Maynard Scales is the general manager here at WNSB. He always has thoughts and, and he, like I said, sometimes he comes from a different viewpoint than everybody else, so it's always great, but good to hear that. I can't speak, so maybe it's time for us to end this show, okay?
0: <laughs> we're high 91. We're the Thank you for having me on the line today,
1: Cheryl. You are welcome. Cheryl Wilkerson, talk to you next week. Behold the green and gold.